a little boy was attending his first wedding with his family. After the service, his mother asked him, Son, do you know how many women a man is allowed to marry? Sixteen, the boy said. His mother was shocked. What do you mean, sixteen? It's easy, the little boy said. All you have to do is add it up like the pastor said. Four better, four worse, four richer, and four poorer. Sixteen. <laughs> well, good morning and happy Mother's Day to all the moms and grandmothers out there. I hope this day is one of blessing, joy, and peace for you. And if for some reason this day brings you pain and sorrow, my prayer is that the Lord will be close to you today and surround you with his love and comfort. One of my favorite poems about motherhood is one written by Sharon Twitchell entitled Before I Was a Mom. Let me just read a few lines for you this morning. Before I was a mom, I made eight hot meals. I had unstained clothing. I had quiet conversations on the phone. Before I was a mom, I cleaned my house each day. I never tripped over toys or forgot the words to lullabies. Before I was a mom, I had never been puked on, pooped on, spit on, chewed on, peed on, or pinched by tiny fingers. Before I was a mom, I had complete control of my thoughts, my body, my mind. I slept all night. Before I was a mom, I never held down a screaming child so that doctors could do tests or give shots. I never held a sleeping baby just because I didn't want to put it down. I never felt my heart break into a million pieces when I couldn't stop the hurt. I never knew that something so small could affect my life so much. I never knew that I could love someone so much. I never knew I would love being a mom. Before I was a mom, I had never gotten up in the middle of the night every 10 minutes to make sure all was okay. I had never known the warmth, the joy, the love, the heartache, the wonderfulment, or the satisfaction of being a mom. End quote. You see, since being a mom is an extremely high calling, but as you and I know, it's not an easy one. Mother's Day reminds us how much we owe the mothers in our lives for their sacrifice and selflessness. It also reminds us how much we should appreciate not just our own mothers, but our grandmothers, the mothers of our children, and the mothers in our church for all 
they have done and the difference they continue to make in our lives and society at large. I hope you will take some time today to appreciate your mom and thank her from the bottom of your heart, not just because it's Mother's Day, but because she deserves it. This morning, I'm going to share with you from the subject, The Legacy of Godly Mothers. The Legacy of Godly Mothers. Most of us want to make a difference in this world and leave a godly legacy that would continue to impact the world long after we are gone. Godly mothers are not an exception. They recognize that children are a great gift and reward from the Lord, and thus treat them with great care. They nurture them in godly values, providing training and instruction in the scriptures and in righteous living. They also provide love, nourishment, and protection, sometimes under very difficult circumstances, and they must be commended and respected for their sacrificial and unconditional love. There are many mothers in scripture that made a difference in the lives of their children by bringing them up in the fear of the Lord. But this morning, on Mother's Day, we will glean a few lessons from the lives and legacies of four godly mothers in Scripture that positively impacted the world through their children. Which brings us to our first point. Lessons from Jochebed. Lessons from Jochebed. Who is Jochebed, you ask? Jochebed was the protective mother of Moses. According to Exodus chapter 2, verse 1, and Numbers chapter 26, verse 59, Jochebed was the daughter of Levi, born just as Jacob and his family entered Egypt, where they would be enslaved for a very long time. She married Amran, also of the tribe of Levi, and became the mother of Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. Exodus chapter 2 verse 1 to 4 says, Now a man of the house of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of a Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. And uh, Numbers 26 verse 59 confirms the name of Amram's wife was Jochebed, 
a descendant of Levi, who was born to the Levites in Egypt. To Emran, she bore Aaron, Moses, and their sister Miriam. You see, a new pharaoh in Egypt had just come to power, who was under no obligation to honor Joseph's deeds in Egypt in order to keep the special arrangement with the children of Israel. Pharaoh was worried about the Hebrews outnumbering and overtaking the Egyptians. So he made them slaves and commanded Hebrew midwives to kill Hebrew baby boys when they were born. But they did not listen. Then Pharaoh gave another decree in Exodus chapter 1, Every Hebrew boy that is born you must throw into the Nile, but let every girl live. Jochebed was heavy with child at the time Pharaoh issued this decree. In fact, she already had Miriam about 10 years of age and Aaron possibly about 3. And knowing of Pharaoh's command, she probably had intense uncertainty and panic attacks as she awaited a child. Would it be a boy? She wondered. Then he would be pulled from my arms, thrown into the Nile. I wonder how scared she felt after the child was born and the midwife told her it was a boy. To protect Moses, her son, from Pharaoh's command that every male Hebrew child be killed, she placed him in a papyrus basket among the reeds on the river Nile and trusted God. His sister watched him from a distance and saw his rescue. She even offered a woman to be the nurse for the baby and Moses' own mother, believe it or not, became his nanny. You find that in Exodus chapter 2, verse 7 to 9. You see, since Jochebed risked her life by hiding the baby, Moses, and she became a portrait of faith, confidence, trust, and courage in God. She was even inducted in the hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. Jochebed's love, faith, and courage saved that child from a cruel death and preserved him to bless the world. He ended up becoming a great man of God, a deliverer of the children of Israel from bondage in Egypt and led them towards the promised land until God took him. Jochebed may not have realized his potential when 
Baby Moses was just little, but her love and sacrifice were vindicated in a way God greatly used Moses, her son. Parents, you never know who your child may grow up to be. However, give your children the best you can, knowing that your labor and sacrifice in the Lord is not in vain. You shall reap in due season if you faint not. Jochebed's faith in God gave her the strength and courage to face her difficult circumstances. May we be encouraged by our faith to be bold and courageous in our predicaments and uncertainties. May we be encouraged to trust in God's divine care, knowing that He loves us, He cares for us, and will deliver us from evil. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6 in the New International Version says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, Submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Often, when making important decisions due to unfavorable circumstances, we especially feel that we can't trust anyone, not even God. But since, remember that we serve an all-knowing, all-powerful God who can be trusted. Is there anything too hard for him? Nothing shall be impossible with our God. For that which is impossible with man is possible with God. Bring your worries, anxieties, and fears to him in prayer. Trust and follow his leading, and he will direct your path and protect you. Just like he promised in his word. Which brings us to our second point. Lessons from Hannah, the supportive mother who kept her vow. Lessons from Anna, Hannah, the supportive mother who kept her vow. Who was Anna, you ask? Anna was one of the two wives of a man named Elkanah. His other wife was named Penina, and she had sons and daughters, but Hannah was not able to conceive. Elkanah tried to console his wife by giving her more food than he did to Penina and her children, but Hannah could not be consoled. To make matters worse, Penina provoked Hannah to agonize even more. 
Hannah went regularly to the house of the Lord to pray, and many times she wept beyond control. One day, when she was in the temple at Shiloh, she was praying to the Lord, begging him to give her a son. But as she prayed in her heart, her lips moved, but the words were not heard. The priest Eli witnessed her and thought she was drunk. He confronted her and she confessed to him that she was not drunk, but rather was deep into prayer with the Lord that it appeared she had been drinking. Eli promised Anna that she would be granted her petition of the Lord and told her to go in peace. Anna continued to pray for a son for many years and she endured many years of shame, ridicule due to her barrenness. After years of prayer and endurance, God gave her a son who was named Samuel and she in turn gave him to the Lord. It was kind of a deal she had struck with the Lord. She had said, God, give me a son, and I will give him back to you. Samuel was taken to the Lord's house when he was of appropriate age, and he was left with the priests to become a servant of the Lord. She continued to support him in the Lord's work at Shiloh. So 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 24 to 28 says, After he was weaned, she took the boy with her, young as he was, along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. When they had slaughtered the bull, they brought the boy to Eli. And she said to him, As surely as you live, my Lord, um, the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now give him, so now I give him to the Lord. For his whole life he will be given over to the Lord, and he worshipped the Lord there. So, what lessons can we learn or pick up from Hannah's faith and tenacity? The first lesson we glean from Hannah is that the prayers of a desperate person are powerful and God blesses those who persevere in prayer faithfully. I also see Anna as a supportive mother who gave her child over to God and influenced him to serve God, keeping her promise and vow. As parents, we should also be keen to encourage our children, influencing them to serve the Lord in their unique giftings and callings. Supportive parents 
always discern and allow God's will and purpose to shape the future of their children and not their own selfish desires and ambitions. Which brings us to our third lesson. Lessons from Eunice, the instructive mother. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 1 to 2 and verse 5 says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded now lives in you also. You see, Timothy's mother, Eunice, and also his grandmother Lois, were Jewish believers who heard about Christ, believed and accepted him. They, they taught Timothy the Jewish scriptures and the ways of the Lord and were a great example of faith to him growing up. Timothy became a close friend of the Apostle Paul and accompanied him on his missionary journeys and later became pastor at Ephesus. When you think about Timothy, Eunice, and Lois, you can't help but ask mothers and grandmothers, how much time do you spend sharing your faith with your children and grandchildren? They should first hear about God from you and see you living out your faith every day. So teach them the scriptures. Teach them to pray and to believe in God. Let them serve the Lord in church using their giftings, talents, and abilities. Mothers and grandmothers, remember, you have such a great influence on your children and grandchildren that can make a big difference in their lives growing up. Therefore, use it with wisdom, prayerfully, and with intentionality. And God will be faithful to bring up your kids in the way they should go. And when they grow up, they will not depart from it. Which brings us to our fourth and last lesson. Lessons from Mary, the loyal mother of Jesus. John chapter 19 verse 1 to 3 says, Then Pilate had Jesus flogged with a lead-tipped whip. The soldiers 
wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put a purple robe on him. Hail, king of the Jews. They mocked him as they slapped him across the face. And verse 16b to 19 says, So they took Jesus away, carrying the cross by himself. He went to the place called Place of the Skull, in Hebrew, Gogota. There they nailed him to the cross. Two mothers were crucified with him, one on their side, with Jesus between them. And Pilate posted a sign on the cross that read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Verse 25 is the kicker, and it says, Standing near the cross where Jesus' mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. Verse 25 again. Standing near the cross, where Jesus, Jesus' mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas and Mary Magdalene. Jesus had been beaten severely and crucified on the cross like a criminal. And there standing by the cross of Jesus was his mother. She was loyal to her son till death. She wanted him she watched him, sorry, suffer, be tortured and mocked, and die a cruel death on a cross by crucifixion. She stood by her son, trusting in God, even though she walked away from the cross empty-handed. You see, saints, Mothers have this wonderful ability to love their children no matter what. They remain loyal to them, even in difficult times. And I believe that one of the most beautiful sights in the world is a mother who lets this greater love flow through to a child, blessing the world with a tenderness of her touch and the tears of her joy, realizing in the end that she held greatness in her hands. Irrespective of the circumstances or situation she found herself in. Songwriters Buddy Green and Mark Laurie summed it all up when they sang, and I quote, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you've delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm a storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? 
When you kissed your little baby, you kissed the face of God. Mary, did you know the blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again, the lame will leap, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? That sleeping child you are holding is the great I am. Oh, Mary, did you know? End quote. To the moms and grandmothers who protected us, supported us, instructed us as instructed us in the way of the Lord and were loyal to us like Mary to Jesus. We celebrate you. We thank God for you. To moms and grandmothers listening to me, please protect your kids from worldly influences. Support and nourish them. Instruct them and Teach them the word of God. Love them unconditionally. Remain loyal to them and raise them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for godly moms and grandmothers committed to raising their kids in the fear of the Lord and for their hard work of protecting, supporting, and providing for their well-being. Thank you for their love, selflessness, and sacrifice. May you bless and reward them with the fruit of their labor. Please surround them with your presence and fill them with your joy and fulfillment. Please give our moms and grandmothers courage to apply this word in their lives and families. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus the love of God our Father and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of us now and days to come because we have prayed in the marvelous, worthy, mighty name of Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you and God bless you.